It's episode nine of the Posting and Toasting podcast. Sean St. Jacques back here with you on the show this week. It's the Friday edition of the Posting and Toasting podcast. Excited to get you into your weekend with some more Knicks talk. End of August, last show of the month. Really excited to finally get out of these dog days of August. I don't know about you guys. Listen, the summer's flown by. But I, this is a month that, you know, if we're if we're ranking months in the power rankings, I think August is, is bottom three for me. I, I get tired of this month because uh, I want basketball, folks. I want college basketball. I want NBA. I want it all back, folks. I want it back. So I'm really excited that we're getting close to the end of the month. We're finally getting closer and closer to basketball being back in the NBA. And for me, back in college, I'm a big college basketball guy as well. So I'm really excited to get closer and closer to the new season. People, a lot to talk about on the show today. We address more rumors going around the Knicks. Some interesting, some not, but they're worth talking about. They, they, They could affect the team going forward. But I also want to get to the stuff that, as a Knicks fan, we should be focusing on during this offseason as well and some of the better news surrounding the team that really is more important than some of this other stuff that we're going to talk about on the show today as well folks i you guys came through i asked for some help again we're renaming the show or rather we're naming it for the first time and you guys gave me some pretty solid suggestions so They're definitely going to be under advisement. Obviously, as you can tell, we have not named the show yet. It's still the Friday edition of the Posting and Toasting podcast for now. But when we unveil the name, folks, you are going to know. Uh, I'm very excited. I I think we got some good ones. We got some okay ones that weren't all all that great. Uh, We'll get to those later on in the show. I do want want to shout some people out. I think you guys, you answered the call. Uh, and I really appreciate that. I thought it was more quality over quantity. We got a decent amount of suggestions, but I thought almost all of them were really well thought out. So I'm pretty excited to get to those at the end of the show as well. A few DMs that came through as well. I do want to point that out. Stuff that wasn't public on social media that people were suggesting some names. I'm not going to read many of those out. Those were pretty bad. I, got, I have to say. So if you DM'd me with something, uh, get a little bit more creative. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shout those people out. I don't want to put them down, but those people that DM me with some stuff, not, not very good. But if you, if you shouted me out on social media, you're about to get shouted out later on in the show. Let's get to some of the rumors that are going around the Knicks here. Uh, listen, a couple of guys are, are working out with the team. Uh, one that's interesting one. That's not, uh, I gotta be honest. I want to start with the interesting one first. Uh, apparently Carmelo Anthony per report is going to participate in informal workouts, uh, with the Knicks. Uh, this is going to ha- this is happening actually as I'm recording the podcast. So you'll hear this on Friday and, and over the weekend, this is hap- this happened on Thursday. So I want, I want to dive into this, uh, right now, Carmelo Anthony, obviously 35 years of age. He's played 16 seasons in the NBA, 10 time all-star six of those with the Knicks, uh, Last year in the NBA, averaged about 13 points per game. Um, Knicks, uh, we talked about this, I think, a show or two ago, that the Knicks, if they had gotten Katie and Kyrie, were interested in bringing Melo back into the fold, but apparently uh, Carmelo Anthony is still trying to, to go around and work out for teams. The Knicks are one of them. 
Listen, according to the report, this is an informal workout. The workouts are going to happen at Columbia University in the city. Um, there's other players that are currently not on the Knicks roster that are going to be there as well. I'll get to one of them in a second, which is one that the that Knicks fans should not be excited about. I don't even know why they're working this guy out. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, listen, here's where I listen uh, from what I'm from what I'm gathering here. Uh, this is not a lot. There's not a lot here. This feels very unlikely from the way I'm taking the report here. Uh, you might be reading it differently than I am, uh, but I feel like the way that it's being portrayed in the media at least which is you know there's there's some you know shams reported this similar report back in july that carmelo was going to be part of it if kd and Kyrie decided to come to the knicks so or at least was rumored to be part of it so that's interesting to me uh the fact that it's coming back up again uh obviously there's that connection mellow's been everywhere we've talked about this before he wants a farewell tour. That's something to keep in mind here. Uh, it'd be it'd be interesting, but I just don't feel like the Knicks need this. I, I, they, I don't think they need it at all. I, I don't think they should have even worked him out. I, I think they're doing it as a common courtesy because of what Melo has done. He's been one of the only superstars in recent years to take on the mantle of being the guy in New York City for basketball. And and I thought, you know, all things considered, did a very, very good job. Uh, obviously didn't have the postseason success that we wanted with the Knicks, but the Knicks didn't do enough, I think, to help him out. Uh, now, you could argue that people didn't want to play with Melo and blah, blah, blah. And the chemistry wasn't there with guys. And I want to get to chemistry a little bit later on in the show. And that's all fair. I'm not going to argue with you. I think that's totally fair. But I think the other part of it is it's New York, and you don't want to fail in New York. Melo took on that ch- the chip on his shoulder willing to, to fail in New York to show that New York is his home. It's where he wanted to flourish. He had that great season that, that 2012, 2013 or 2011, 2012 team, that 2012 team that, that made that playoff run and, and really got us to love the Knicks again. Uh, that, that, that the old team with Kurt Thomas and Kenyon Martin and Jason Kidd and he was the oldest team in the league and Raymond Felton couldn't miss from three and, uh, Iman Shepard's putback dunk against the Pacers in the playoffs. And man, it was so much fun. That, that year was awesome to be a Knicks fan. And, and I, God, just like you guys, I, I, Oh, I want that again. I really want that again at Madison square garden. When we know this, when the Knicks are good, there's nothing better in basketball. They're just nothing better than when the Knicks are good. And Oh man, I would give anything to, to have that again. But I, but Carmelo's not going to help in that process. He's just not. He's 35. It's over. It's over. And listen, it, for me, the other part of this is I, I know Melo wants to work out with teams and show people what he's got, and that could lead to other things. But to me, if Melo was really getting interest, wouldn't he be working out with playoff teams, teams that are looking to make the playoffs? You know, we're looking at, you know, wouldn't, he, wouldn't the Sixers be interested in, in getting an extra score? Or wouldn't the the Celtics be looking at him? Or, or wouldn't, wouldn't maybe not the Celtics because he wouldn't fit the system, but you, you, wouldn't playoff teams be interested in, in Carmelo if he was really good enough to be on a roster right now? Listen, the other thing is that players don't want to play with Carmelo. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, take the risk either if he's 35 
The Rockets took the risk a couple of years ago because they thought, hey, he's 33. He might still have something left. But they gave up on him. Do I think Carmelo could still be on a roster? Heck yeah, I do. But I don't think that he's not part of this process for the Knicks. He's really not for me. I, I also want to get into the second guy that was brought up in this conversation that's being reported to being working out with the Knicks on Thursday or that worked out with the Knicks yesterday, technically, as you're listening to this show. <sighs> Hashim Thabit is reportedly, according to SNYZ and Begley, is one of the guys that's working out for several teams and is actually expected to work out again with the Milwaukee Bucks. Good. They can take him. Uh, for those that don't know college basketball, Hashim Thabit was a pretty big deal in college with UConn. But one of the big knocks on him is something that this Nick team doesn't need. He's not tough enough down low. The kid, what, He's like 7'1". He's a monster down low. But for me, the reason he never worked out in the NBA was because, and again, this is this guy was the second round, second or second round, second overall pick in 09 by the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I forgot that too. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that he, he was also picked by the Grizz because he never worked out in Memphis. Grind City, the grind father, the grind house, what Tony Allen had down there was never going to flourish with a guy like Hashim Thabit on that roster. What they built towards with that Grizzlies team with Connolly and Allen and Gasol. It was never going to work with a guy like Hashim Thabit. That's why he never figured into that process as the years went by in Memphis. A guy that's that big but doesn't have great skill with the ball in his hands and isn't tough enough on the glass. It's not going to work in the NBA. Now he's tall. He's decent in the post, pretty good defender for shot blocking, not a great post defender in my opinion, but that's debatable. I think the fact that the Knicks are working him out after getting all these other bigs in makes no sense. Get him out of there. What? Why is he even there? Why are the Knicks even looking at him? See, for see, you can the, the mellow fans that are diehard mellow fans, you can say for this year's team, the Knicks could use another score and say, well, maybe Melo gives you something. I disagree with you, but there's a case to be made. There's no case to be made for Hashim Thabit. He's not skilled enough. He's not tough enough. He is washed up in this league. He never made it in this league, you could argue. Never really made it on a roster. And the Knicks have too many bigs already. Why is this guy even being worked out? That, to me, didn't make any sense. When I was prepping for the show today, Oh my God. I, when I saw that, I was like, what are we doing? What, why is this guy even in a workout with us? The Bucks, you can say, all right, they need some depth inside. They need to be tougher. That cost them against Toronto. Mentally, they were not tough enough to win that series. Kawhi Leonard out-toughed them. And the Greek freak, anytime you can help him out, you can take some minutes off of his shoulders, you do it. And with some depth inside, that can help. That could be a way to do it for Milwaukee. There's no case to be made. The Knicks do not need this guy. Why he's even working out? Maybe they owe him a favor. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't work him out, in my opinion, because they don't need him. I don't think Westchester needs him. Just have him be with another organization. These are not players that the Knicks need to be worried about. 
one more crazy rumor mill that I want to get to before I dive into the, to the good stuff, the stuff I really wanted to get to on the show today that I think the Nick, Nick fans should be loving what I'm going to get to next. But first, I want to dive into the rumors surrounding the Knicks for next offseason. For those that have been snooping around, th- this story probably popped up on your feed if you're a Knicks fan and you maybe got a little excited. Here's where I fall on this situation. So there's been multiple reports out there. Obviously, the Nets dominated this past free agency. Summer 2020, some are saying the Knicks have a chance to make a splash. Now, from what we've told, what we've talked about on the show, from what we've read in the media, from what we've seen from the plans from Perry and Mills in the Knicks front office and Coach Fisdale, 2021 is the plan for the Knicks to really go after it. And with all these short contracts for these veterans and young guys end, that's when the Knicks are going to try to go after Kawhi and Giannis and all these players will be available. However, some look to 2020. Some look to next year. The Nets have done what they've done. Ian Begley again, along with uh, Danny Abriano of SNY. Some are saying the Knicks could have the big splash next year. Now, here's the key note here from Begley. The Knicks have less than $50 million in expected salary committed to five players for 2020-2021. That's going into next season. The Knicks could have significant cap space for the 2020 offseason if they decline the player options on the free agents signed this summer. There are multiple guys that, that, that there's, there are options on that the Knicks could get rid of to reopen some cap space which was a little bit, it was a minor part of the plan, but it gives the Knicks essentially, in my opinion, a shot and a half to get big free agents. 2021 offseason is the big shot. 2020 is kind of, well, if they do well in 2019, 2020, will some players be interested, you know, in being part of this kind of a deal? It's kind of a, a little bit of a safety valve for the Knicks. Although in my opinion, I'm not confident that it's going to work, but we'll, we'll get into the details here. Depending on then how the Knicks spend their money, this is again uh, the, the boys from SNY talking here, during the summer of 2020, they could also have a sizable amount of cap space heading into the summer after that. The big one that I think where the Knicks could really take a huge leap, 2021. Now, the two big names that are being talked about in next the, the next free agent class could include, and this is why I'm not too, I'm not really buying in on this yet, Anthony Davis. Now that is pending him signing an extension or not with the Lakers. He could opt out and he could re-sign with the Lakers or he could opt out and because the Knicks were on his list before he went before he got traded, maybe he th- he thinks about building something here with the Knicks. Now, there are other restricted free agents. Brandon Ingram is one. Jalen Brown is the interesting one as well. Davis and Brown with Barrett and Knox is what's being mapped out here. That is the foursome that many believe the Knicks are look, possibly looking into next summer. I have two thoughts on this. Number one, don't get excited. Don't do it. Don't get excited yet. Because there's a very good chance that Anthony Davis, if things go well with the Lakers, does re-sign there. Don't get ahead of yourselves, folks. 
Now listen, if the Lakers struggle, if LeBron gets hurt, if Anthony Davis struggles, Boogie Cousins is already out for the year with the Lakers. If things don't work out for them and they struggle to make the playoffs or they make the playoffs and don't go very far in a very loaded Western Conference, then you can get excited. Then the possibility opens up. But if Anthony Davis and the Lakers run through the West and maybe get to a conference final or maybe even the NBA finals. Who knows? I don't think they'll win it, but if they do win it, there's no way in hell he's coming to the Knicks. He'll re-sign there in LA. I know the Knicks were one of his teams that he was looking at before he got traded. But if it's success with the Lakers, this isn't happening. It's not happening. But, but... If the Lakers do struggle, the West is loaded. LeBron's been injured the last year and a half. Anthony Davis is also injury prone. But if the Lakers barely make the playoffs or if they're eliminated early or things don't work out, not cohesive, teammates are not, you know, buying in, LeBron tries to trade the whole team again, then you can get a little excited. Because Anthony Davis would be a huge chip to get. If you have Anthony Davis, stars will come with you. And for 2020, Jalen Brown is an interesting one for me. Brandon Ingram, I'm not fully sold on him yet. But Jalen Brown is an interesting one for me. That's a guy I'd want on my team. Davis, Brown, Barrett, Knox. Now again, don't get excited yet. Please don't. My God, you, we've been there too many times. Just keep it on the back burner for me during the off season, or rather during the upcoming season. Keep this on the back burner because it could come true. But again, we thought that la- this uh, this past off season, we thought that two months ago that this could happen with Kyrie and Katie. It didn't happen. So for me, for me, Knicks fans, I have two thoughts for you. Keep this in mind. Keep this on the back burner. This is part of the plan. However, it's a very strong chance it doesn't happen because the Lakers could easily have a good season and then Anthony Davis says, well, it's LeBron, I'm going to re-sign here. It could easily happen. It really could. I know how tough the West is. But keep in mind, LeBron's in the twilight of his career. It's a lot of if ands or buts. But again, the Knicks are being talked about with free agents. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I think that Perry, Mills, and Fisdale have a lot to do with that. It's a lot to do with it. And I think that if things go the Knicks way, you never know. But for me, this is a safety valve. If it works out, great. If not, you've got 2021 to really make that big splash. I think it's a great situation for the Knicks to keep in mind for next offseason. Because right now, you got to focus on developing the young guys. We know what the plan is. We know what's happening here. Davis and Brown are nice chips to keep in mind for next offseason. Because to be fair, I'm not going to lie, those two with Barrett and Knox, if they get better this season, is really juicy for 2020-2021. And then if you can restructure the roster, who knows? Kawhi might be interested. Now I'm getting way too far ahead. But keep it on the back burner. Keep it in mind. 
keep it in mind but focus on the here and now because there's a good because ch- because there's a chance it could it, it easily could not happen but it's a nice thing to have in your back pocket for 2020 and then 2021 all right guys we're going to take a break here when we come back some of the stuff that nick fans should really be focusing on some of the stories that are happening the knicks fans should really be happy about during the offseason and the names for the potential podcast going forward when we come back on the Posting and Toasting Podcast, Friday edition. All right, guys, back on the Posting and Toasting Podcast, Friday edition. I want to get to the names that were suggested for the show moving forward when we come, uh, when we move towards the end of the show. We're already back at the break. When we get to the end of the show, I'm going to dive into some of your suggestions for the for the new podcast name. Some guys, some of you guys were phenomenal. So I'm going to shout you guys out later on. But first, two of the stories that Nick fans should really be focusing on during this offseason. Uh, two things that just came out recently that I think are really great for where the Knicks are at right now. One's a smaller one, uh, and one's honestly bigger than I think... Uh, people might realize, even for Knicks fans, that I I think is important for next season. I'll get to that one in a second. This is, to me, a small story, but really cool, and and I think makes a lot of sense, but it also is is really, I think, great for the Knicks brand, and I think great for the player. R.J. Barrett chooses to sign a shoe deal with none other than Puma which I think is a really nice tip of the cap to Walt Clyde Frazier, the Puma God, the, the Puma Clydes, uh, which I've had the chance to see in person and are just, oh man. I, I mean, you talk about the epitome of cool. It's that shoe and n- none other athlete to have it but Walt Clyde Frazier. We all know he's one. He's still, I mean, un, so popular in New York after all these years. It just shows you again what winning in New York means. And obviously still doing the Nick games on MSG. I mean, the guy is just as good as it gets. For Barrett to do that over Nike and Adidas, confirmed it on his Instagram, and took a picture in front of a New York Loves RJ Barrett sign, uh, which I think is by a parking garage, which is I think just a block away from the garden. Uh, Oh, man. I mean, that gets me excited. I, I think it should get Knicks fans excited as well. Um, Listen, I, I think it's it's... It's two things. I think one, it's great for Puma. You know, they've added a guy, I mean, DeAndre Ayton's there, Marvin Bagley the third, Kevin Knox as well. But for me, I think it's bigger for the Knicks. You take on the brand that its greatest face and player, arguably of all time, while Clyde Frazier takes on, you represent that brand going forward. And it is the Puma family. But part of that's meshed into the Nick family as well. And, and I think that Puma RJs or Barrett Pumas, whatever, whichever way you want to go with it, that could be really cool to see out on the court. And I think that it could be really a nice way to get more fans involved, young and old. But also it could be a nice, I, I could easily see this going into a commercial with Puma doing it with Clyde and RJ. And if you want to throw Kevin Knox into the mix as well, this could be a really, this feels like, this feels right for the Knicks as well as for Puma and for RJ. And I just feel like this is a nice feel-good story to have for the Knicks during this offseason. Sometimes there's offseasons where you don't get too many of these. 
And I think that this feels right. And I, I think I think it's worth pointing out for Knicks fans that missed this uh, over the last 48 hours. This is a really nice story to have. And, and I think that fans of the team and fans of Puma and fans for the Knicks for years have got to feel good about this because when Archie is going to play well, and if you start seeing him in Puma commercials and, and things like that, I'd love to see Clyde involved in that possibly. Oh, man. I, that's going to bring a big spot smile on a lot of Nick fan faces. And I, I really, when I saw this uh, yesterday, I, I put a really big smile on my face. I was really happy to see that this happened because Nike and Adidas have everybody. And it's nice to see Puma getting another Nick and a Nick that could be really, really good and, and could really bring up the Nick and Puma brand. Like it's been in the past in some of those glory days with the Puma Clyde. So I mean, as and obviously for me as a sneakerhead as well, I'll think about copying a couple pairs of those as well. But for now, it's a really good feel-good story with the Knicks organization, and it's this is the kind of stuff Knicks fans should be focusing on. But I also think that this next story that I want to touch on is really what for the team is a huge story to be reading about during the off season, which are these workouts in New York with the Knicks kind of led in a way by Julius Randle, these two-on-twos, these three-on-threes. And to see RJ and Iggy being a part of this. And, you know, obviously Julius Randle pulls out of Team USA's roster because of the family issues. And obviously it goes without saying that we hope that he and his family are okay. But there's a lot of new pieces on this team. Coach Fisdale is going to have to, you know, coach these guys up. But it's great to see these guys starting to build chemistry already you know getting together in LA and working out and after Labor Day according to the report players are going to start to come to New York for these informal workouts for training camp beginning September 30th I really like that they're already getting after it and getting after it together and for those that have not been following the social media during the off season you know Randall you know went to Rucker Park for the first time Randall has been working out with the chains around, you know, his, his body. And he's been working out with other guys on the team. Dennis Smith and Alfred Payton have been working out together. Bobby Portis has been working out with teammates as well. This is perfect. This is exactly what we wanted to see. This is part of the plan. This is exactly what Fisdale wanted to see. I'm sure Perry and Mills have got to be thrilled with what's going on that the guys that can right now work out together are doing so not just on the court but in the weight room pushing each other building that chemistry building the teamwork but for me the biggest thing building the trust these guys haven't been together before a lot of these guys they haven't played together they don't know each other to do that before even training camp that's using your time wisely for your job. That's using your time wisely and doing the, what's best for you and your teammates and for your coaching staff and for your organization to give yourself the best chance to go out there and win when it comes time in October to play for real. You want to give yourself the best chance possible to go out there and win and represent the city in the best way possible. And the fact that Julius Randle's taking that on, I talked, I was raving about him on the last show. Man, he's just checking off all the boxes for me right now, guys. He really is. You're talking about a guy that's not only 
in my opinion, probably the best player on this team right now on paper. But I think he's he's turning into a leader right now also on this team. That's huge for me. And for where this team is at, you know, the first two years on this Randall deal are guaranteed. In my opinion, I think he he's probably, of the, of the guys that signed his free agents this offseason, and you, you take the rookies out of it, even Knox and Trier out of it probably as well, and, and Robinson. Randall's got the best chance of being part of this team long-term. And the fact that he's buying in already... Now, I, I, I said on the last show, I, I'm expecting 25, 30 points frequently for him. Maybe not a night, but if he's going to get the touches I'm expecting to get out of him, he averaged 21 and a half points per game on a bad team last year. I'm expecting close to 25 a game if he's going to get these touches. And I, I want to see some 30-point games on a, free, a couple times a week maybe from this guy. If not multiple games over a, over a few weeks span of 30 games, because he's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of easy looks, a lot of dunks, a lot of post opportunities. And with his game starting to expand, he was also averaging, he also averaged just under nine rebounds a game last year. I, I want to see him really take a huge step this year. It's huge for the Knicks if he does that. And the fact that, again, the rookies are getting involved. RJ and Iggy. Oh, man. I'm picturing it right now. Me buying a t-shirt with RJ and Iggy on it. And they, like, are running a deli in New York or something. Like, I'm, my, imagine, my, my imagination is running wild. But when players do well in New York, these are the things that you can think about. But again, we got to get there. We got to get there. That's part of the process. And this is a huge step in that process for me. I am really liking what I'm seeing out of Randall's leadership during the offseason, taking it upon himself on his own time, on his own dime, getting these guys together, working out with these guys, visiting Harlem, going to Rucker Park, being part of the New York Knicks culture. We are dreaming of these players to be here, folks. I know we want the stars, but we want people that buy in, that have talent and love the city and respect the city, and respect basketball culture in the city. You know, Rucker Park's a place that I'd love to go to at some point. I can't play. I have no game, but I'd love to go and see it. I'd love to go and watch it. It's, it's an amazing atmosphere I'm told to be around. And watching people on the streets go at each other with their game and show respect afterwards. That's what it's about. That's what basketball in New York is about. That's what the Knicks need to be about as well. And I really am enjoying the heart and soul of New York being poured into the Knicks team. That's what it's about. You know, for those that have been, haven't been around the Knicks long, you know, and for me, I'm a, I'm a fan of a lot of New York sports. I'm a Yankee and Giant fan as well. But there's nothing like it when the Knicks are good. They're the heartbeat of the of the of the city. When listen, I I I think we could all make a fair. I think it's fair to say that New York is probably still a baseball town because when the Yankees are good and when the Mets are good and when they're both good, there's nothing like it in New York. I mean, I mean, the phone lines go nuts on the radio shows. It's all over the back pages. But I think at, at its core, when the Knicks are good, it's a different city. It's a different city. 
The city really comes together when when the Yankees and the Mets are good, but it, it, it it's like it's different when the Garden is rocking every night and the Knicks are good. It's not going to be like if the net like that if the Nets are good. It's just not. Sorry, any Nets fans that trickled in and somehow found this podcast. Sorry, not the case. It's just not. There's no history there for basketball in Brooklyn. It's just, well, I'll say this. There's history for basketball in Brooklyn. There's a lot of great high schools in Brooklyn that have produced some amazing talent. I'm not saying the talent in Brooklyn isn't there. It's very much there. It still is. It's flooding into college basketball every year. I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about NBA-wise. The Brooklyn Nets are, there's just no, there's no history there. They haven't been there long enough. Brooklyn's an amazing part of New York City. I'm not denying that. And as someone that's been to a lot of events in Brooklyn for multiple reasons, not just sports, Brooklyn is an amazing borough. And it it really is a great part of New York. But it's Broadway. It's Manhattan. It's Midtown. It's the Knicks. It's the history. It's the Mecca. It's the Garden. Nothing compares in all of sports to MSG when the Knicks are good. To see that passion being brought in from the streets of New York to the franchise, that's what we're rooting for. And then if we see the success follow on the court, now we're talking. All right, before we get out of here, I want to give some shout-outs to people that filed in some show name ideas to the podcast uh, over the last week or so. Uh, I I think that there's a number of things that I'm going to touch on here. Number one, we did have a couple of stinkers in the DMs. Uh, (laughs) Some bad stinkers in the DMs. For those that DM'd me, you guys really dropped the ball. Uh, I I can't, I'm not going to name names. I talked about this at the top of the show. You guys didn't really come through. But the people that, that replied... You came through. You really came through. I'm going to save the best ones for last. Uh, we did get a couple of suggestions from the posting and toasting comments. Um, not not really any good ones. Um, I, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you who said this. For those that are on the comments will know who said it. Someone just suggested the New York Knicks podcast. Uh, we're not doing that. It's just not a thing. Um, I, I, I liked what you said afterwards. I'm not, I'm just going to, I'm going to quote what the person said. I'm not going to name the person. We don't need to be funny. We are mad because of years of getting outplayed and we don't fool around no more. So we are straight to the point. The New York Knicks podcast. I like the explanation, but the name is, it's just not, not going to happen. We're not doing the New York Knicks podcast. Sorry. (laughs) It's, it's not gonna, it's too, it's not creative enough. Like it's a podcast. It's gotta be creative. Uh, that's what we're looking for. Okay. Twitter. You really came through. You really came through. These are the best ones off of Twitter. Uh, let's start with at rich 52, 56, 16, 60. Uh, this is from a couple days ago. Scoops on hoops pod or scooping on hoops pod, uh, spinning and winning podcast. New York's Swish and Dish podcast. Okay, we're off to a good start here. There's something posting and toasting spinoff. I like where we're going here. Playing on some more of the Clydeisms a little bit here. 
dishing and swishing, scooping and hooping, uh, spinning and winning. I like this. I like this. Rich, I'm feeling this. I, I like some of those names. I threw you a like on this tweet. I'm a big fan. I, I like some of these names. We're off to a good start. Okay. At Maple Nicks, Evan chimed in. I forgot to like this one because I did like this one a lot. I'm like, I'm liking it. Evan, I'm liking it as I'm reading it out on the podcast. So shout out to you. Frazier's house. I kind of like, I kind of like maybe the house that Clyde built a little bit. I kind of we're we're getting somewhere there. He wants some Clyde. He wants some Walt Clyde Frazier love. It's not a front runner, but I, I kind of like where we're going there because again, this is an, the, the podcast in general posting and toasting is an homage to Clyde. I kind of like these first two. I, I like where we're going here. I like where we're going. I, Evan, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I think we're off to a good start. Slicing and dicing pod from at Nick J Hilario, Kim Jong Hill. We'll take it or leave it with that, with that Twitter. The handle is good. Nick, I like this one. Slicing and dicing pod is awesome. Keep he says keep it affiliated with with, with your own. By the way, you're definitely a, a positive fan. You made me look forward to the season. Nick, you're awesome. Keep listening to the podcast. I love fans like that. I, I've been seeing receiving a lot of positive feedback like that on the show. Really appreciate you guys giving me that as we head into episode nine of the show. So appreciate you guys with the positivity. But slicing and dicing also, I'm liking that. I'm liking that a lot. I like that we're playing off of the posting and toasting name again. We're rhyming. And and I, I like, I, I'm liking this, guys. You guys came to play. You guys came to play, folks. But I got to tell you, the best one, maybe I'm a little selfish by going in this direction is this, is this being the best one. But Stingy, or Stingy? I think it's Stingy. Stingy, who's got a picture of... Uh, <laughs> He's got a picture of Jeff Van Gundy in a Georgetown sweater uh, on his uh, Twitter handle or on his Twitter feed. It's at Ite though. At Ite though. Uh, Shock Jacques Radio Wave. Whoa. I love the tip of the cap to me. I love including my name in the podcast. Uh, it's a bold name. I, was t- I said this on Twitter when I saw this. Uh, for those that don't know too much about me, I went to Seton Hall University during my college days. WSOU was the radio station I worked at. Shout out to 89.5 FM. Uh, WSOU worked in the sports department there. I didn't DJ there, though. And if I had DJed, Shock Shock, it was probably going to be my DJ name now that I think about that. That's a really phenomenal name. And it's up there, folks. I, these are all names I'm going to suggest to the higher-ups at the Posting and Toasting Podcast and SB Nation were definitely considering all of these names. You guys did a phenomenal job. Uh, if you have any other ideas, I, I say, I'll say feel free at the PNT Podcast. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at SJ7. Make sure to go there. Uh, or at PNT, uh, the at PNT blog handle on Posting and Toasting for Twitter as well. Make sure that you follow us there or follow me at SJ7 and keep up with all the content we're pushing out with the Posting and Toasting Podcast and the Posting and Toasting Podcast Friday edition. We're looking for that new name. You guys are off to a great start. Keep sending us suggestions there. Or, of course, I love interacting with you guys on postingandtoasting.com's comments feed 
as well. Hit me up there as well with your ideas or show topics or questions that you want me to answer on the upcoming shows. Guys, can't thank you guys enough. Give us five-star rating and review on iTunes. Keep following in with the show every week for the best Nick content out there in the podcasting world. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Posting and Toasting at the PNC blog or at SJ7. And make sure you keep on sticking with me. The season is getting closer and closer, folks. I know you're just as excited as I am to get after it. And I will see you next week on the Posting and Toasting podcast, Friday edition.